Welcome to the Digital Empires podcast. I'm Shruti Pangte, a full-time creator, Pinterest marketing expert, and entrepreneur. I went from a nine-to-five hobby blogger to a full-time digital entrepreneur with complete location and financial freedom in less than two years, and I'm here to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious hustler looking to grow your influence, income, and impact online, then you're in the right place today. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Hi there, welcome. This is Shruti. And today I want to talk to you all about Pinterest SEO. So I'm going to be walking you through seven key Pinterest SEO tips that you can utilize right away to start growing your followers as well as your traffic from Pinterest. Now, before we dive into the tips, make sure to check out my free Pinterest traffic masterclass, which I'm going to link in the description box below. And that is where I dive a lot deeper into Pinterest strategies that are working right now. So make sure to check that out once you're done watching this video. And with that, let's Let's dive in. The first hack that I want to share with you is all about optimizing your profile for Pinterest search. Now, what this means is that you are optimizing for the people who are going to be looking up your profile on Pinterest, which specifically means figuring out what are the search phrases that your audience is looking for on Pinterest and how can you help them? Now, the question that I want you to ask when you utilize this tip is to ask, what would my target audience be searching on Pinterest in order for them to find me? Now, if you are a blogger or a content creator, this would then be what would they be searching for in order to find your content. If you are an Etsy shop owner, then this would be what is my audience looking for in order to find my product. If you are a coach or a service provider, then your question would be what help or what search phrases is my target audience looking for in order for them to find my services. What this does is that it gives you the main words that you can focus on on your profile so that whenever someone is looking for that particular problem, solution or content, they can find you via Pinterest search. The second SEO hack that I want to share with you is making sure that your boards is actually what your audience is interested in. Now, not a lot of people know about this hack and this requires you to do a little bit of digging in your data, which is one of my favorite things to do. So for this hack, you're going to have to dive into your Pinterest analytics section and specifically figure out what are the categories of content that your audience is interested in and how can you target them by creating strategic boards for those categories. What this does is that instead of creating generic boards for generic keywords that every random Pinterest marketer is telling you to do, you actually create keywords that are going to be specific to what your followers already like or what they want to see. So let's see what I mean by this inside the Pinterest platform. So when you head into your audience insights, which is going to be under the analytics section here, you're going to see that you have access to different things to learn exactly what your audience is interested in, right? So when you click over to your audience and you scroll down to categories and interests, you're going to see all the different categories your audience is interested in. And when you click through to that category, you'll be able to find the exact search words that that audience is looking for, which you can then utilize in order for your boards to kind of stand up and start ranking. Now, what's important to understand here is that you shouldn't just create any board that is showing up here. Instead, you want to be focusing on boards that have a high level of affinity. Affinity simply means how much this audience is interested in a particular topic compared to the rest of the Pinterest audience, right? So when I rank my categories by affinity, I see that my audience is really interested in finance. And when I click through to finance, I can see all the different interests that they are, all the different topics that my audience is interested in. So I can see that financial planning is quite interesting and I can click through and check out, you know, more stuff about financial planning. There's budgeting, there's banking, and then there are tons of other things that my audience is interested in it as well. So when I'm planning for the boards that I want to create specifically for my categories, I want to be looking at 
at each of these categories one by one, seeing which of the categories have an overlap with my content, and then deciding exactly which boards I want to be creating, right? Now, again, analytics can be a great tool for you to just do your research on Pinterest. And the more specific you can get with your boards, the higher your chance that your pins are going to rank for those boards. The third SEO hack that I have for you is to make sure that you have multiple boards per pin category. Now, let's assume that you are a flower decorator shop and you sell flowers and this is your main business. Now, maybe you have three types of categories of flowers that you sell the most. So maybe you sell lilies, roses, and tulips, and you want to make sure that your pins are all aligning to these particular categories. So what I would recommend for you to do is to actually create three to four boards per category so that when you're creating pins, you have enough of a variety of boards that you can spread out your pins to instead of pinning the same pin to the same board over and over again, hundreds and thousands of times. What it does is that number one, it allows you not to be spammy on Pinterest, which is what happens when you follow a lot of outdated advice where you just keep pinning the same pin to the same board over and over again. And what that does is that it indicates to Pinterest that you're not a high quality pinner, which then basically allows you not to rank on the Pinterest platform. So what you want to do instead of just having one board per category, you want to have three to five boards per category so that you can spread out your pins when you are growing your account on Pinterest. Now, if you're just starting your Pinterest account, of course, this would mean that you can start with 10 to 15 boards. And as you grow your content categories or as you grow the types of things that you are posting on Pinterest, you can either increase or decrease those boards accordingly. Now, one thing to keep in mind here is that you don't want to have 300 boards that you can't keep track of and that you're unable to pin to because having boards that are just dying and are not really receiving any kind of pinning or engagement or activity is also not going to be a great look on your profile. So do keep in mind that when you're creating multiple boards for each category, you are creating boards that you're going to be able to consistently pin to and kind of upkeep on a regular basis. If there are any boards that you haven't pinned to in years or any boards that are not driving you any traffic or any engagement, then you can also just archive those boards or make them private so that they stay on your profile, but they're not really being indexed by the Pinterest search, which would make sure that only the most relevant and active content is being indexed on Pinterest for your audience to find. Okay, moving on, the next hack that I have for you is all about image and keyword coherence. Now, a lot of people don't do this when they are uploading their pins, and this is also why their pins are unable to rank on the Pinterest platform. What I need you to understand here is that Pinterest as a search engine will basically scan your content, aka your pins, in order for it to understand what that pin is all about, who they should show that pin to, and who is going to most, you know, like and engage with that content. So what you need to do each time you're creating a pin, it doesn't matter if it is a blog post, it's a video pin, it's a podcast episode, it's a product, you want to make sure that the image of your pin is aligning with the text of your pin as well. So whatever you have on your pin, whether it's a photograph, it's a text overlay, or whatever it is that you have designed in your pin, you want to be making sure that the keywords to the right side of the pin when you're filling out your description are also matching with that particular pin. The reason being that once you upload your pin, Pinterest is going to scan that image and really see, okay, what is the coherence or relevance between this image as well as the descriptions. And once that is all aligned and is similar and related, that is how the algorithm can know for sure where to best serve your content and which audience is most likely to engage with it. When you just upload pins, which don't have a matching description or which have a mismatch between the image and the text, what it does is that it indicates to Pinterest that maybe this is not the strongest image to show for this particular keyword category. And here's where most people go wrong. They spend a crap ton of time making the most beautiful designs and uploading them on Pinterest, but they forget to make 
make sure that their images and the pins that they're creating are also aligning with the text that they are sharing in the pin description as well as the pin titles. So when you see my tab here, this is the pin, which is six digital products you can create in a week. And this has my website, uh, you know, initials here as well. And when you see what I have to the right side, I have six digital products you can create and sell in a week. So I'm kind of repeating what I already have here. And I'm also adding that in the description as well, right? So digital product ideas that you can make in a week, right? Maybe it's not the exact language, but it's being repeated. So the theme has been consistent, not only on the image, but also on the description. And what's also important here is that when you have a background image, you want to be making sure that it's not a random background image. So as you can see, I have an image. It's a bit blurry because I've reduced the transparency, but it is an image of a woman who is on a laptop doing something, right? So creating a product, for example. All right. The next hack that I want to share with you is to audit your boards for keywords. Now, as I said earlier, there are so many different ways that people can find you on Pinterest. They can find you through your profile. They can find you through the pins or the content that you create. They also can find you through the boards that you create. Now, when it comes to auditing your boards, it's quite an in-depth process. And there's a masterclass I teach on how to clean up your boards inside my course, Pinfluencer Academy. So if you're interested in checking out that course, you can start with the free masterclass below and learn more about how you can enroll in the program. Now, when it comes to optimizing your boards for keywords, you want to be making sure that one, you are not stuffing your boards with keywords. So I've seen a lot of people who just create a board and they add like 40 keywords or as much as is possible. All that does is that it tells Pinterest that you are trying to spam the algorithm and you're trying to really, you know, put too many keywords and just try too hard, which doesn't work. So a good space to start would be about five keywords per board. And of course, you can make it less or more depending on what that category is and how many keywords exist in that category. So you want to be making sure that you are going through one by one and just write down all the boards that you have, figure out whether or not those boards even make sense for you in your long-term Pinterest marketing strategy. Do they have keywords that are aligned to the boards? Do they match the boards? Or have you added keywords randomly from different places and kind of just created a hodgepodge of stuff on your Pinterest account? The more relevant your keywords to your boards and the more targeted and specific they are, the better your chance for your content to perform in the long run because each time you save your pin to that specific board, the algorithm will know, okay, this is exactly what this board is about. And these are the people where I need to show this content in order for that content to rank, which then again leads to more clicks and traffic and sales for your website. Okay, the next SEO hack that I have for you is something that I have heard no one talk about on the internet, specifically not on YouTube. And this is to pin your best performing content consistently. Now, what do I mean by this? A lot of people will tell you that you should just go and pin X times a day or Y times a day, and that's going to solve all of your problems magically. But you have to remember that there are a lot of old pins and a lot of content that you've already created on Pinterest, which is already ranking and sending you traffic over to your website or to your store. Now, when you only upload new pins or new URLs to your account, what you do is that you kind of lose out on all of that back data on what content is performing well. So a very simple solution here is to simply head into your Google Analytics or your store analytics and see what are the pins that have been driving you the most traffic and the most sales. Once you figure out what are the top three to five pins that are driving you the most traffic and sales, you want to be making sure that you have a consistent marketing plan for these pins going out every single week and every single month so that you can leverage all the goodwill you've already created on the platform. Now, most people out there will just be pinning new content and new URLs and making 
making sure that that's all they pin. However, you also want to be making sure that you are sending some love to your old content because when you create fresh pins for the content that's already performing well or your top performing content on Pinterest, what that does is that it boosts all the other pins that are already ranking in search and that kind of strengthens their profile. So think about it this way. When you are a blogger, you often have to create a strong directory of backlinks so that your blog can rank on Google, right? Each pin that you have created in a way is linking to your particular content, which is in a way a Pinterest backlink. So the more backlinks that you create for that content, the more that content is going to rank, specifically if that content is high performing, it has engagement and it has likes and views. Okay, this brings me to my favorite hack of all of these hacks, and that is to focus on your engagement. Now, people will tell you that it's all about keywords and it's all about creating fancy descriptions and all of that. But even though a part of that is true, that is not enough for you to be a solid ranker on Pinterest because it is not about just keywords. Everybody uses keywords on Pinterest. So why should your pin show up on search before someone else's, right? The number one factor that makes sure that your pin ranks high on search is the amount of engagement that pin is getting. So even though your keywords can, you know, get your pin shown in the right places, if your pin does not get engagement, that means if it doesn't get clicks, it doesn't get saves, it doesn't get comments, it doesn't get any kind of engagement, it's going to fall flat no matter how amazing your keyword strategy is. And this is what I really need you to take in here. Some of the best performing pins that you will notice on Pinterest don't even have any keywords. They don't even have any sort of titles. They're just randomly posted, but they tend to kind of float to the top. And the reason is that even though they have not been optimized for SEO, they have been optimized for engagement. And this is where most people lack when it comes to their Pinterest strategy. The content you're creating, the pins you're uploading need to be optimized for engagement, which means you always need to think about what will make my ideal reader or customer stop and click on this pin in order for it to rank on the feed. Because if people are just scrolling by your pin and they're ignoring it and it's falling flat on the search feed, it's just going to keep going down and down in the rankings and it's not going to show up on Pinterest search at all, which means your pins are not going to rank in Pinterest search, which means you're not going to have more followers, you're not going to have more traffic and you're not going to have more sales. So you always want to be making sure that you are creating pins which are optimized for engagement instead of just optimized for keywords in order for you to actually have a strong Pinterest SEO strategy in the long run so that your brand and business can grow consistently over time and it's not something that you are just chasing around a new strategy every single week to make it happen. I dive a lot deeper into Pinterest strategies that are working right now inside my free masterclass. I'm going to drop a link in the description box below for you to check it out. Thank you so much for being here and I'll catch you in the next one. This episode is brought to you by Pinfluencer Academy, the only marketing program and community that will help you grow and monetize your influence with Pinterest. If you're ready to fast track your success, then you'll find the link to our free Pinterest training in the description box. See you there.